Hello and welcome to episode number four of the Intent to Improve Nutrition Club podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Last week we talked a little bit about the importance of fibre for maintaining a healthy body weight and we're going to continue in that vein today talking about the importance of gut health and the impact of diet and nutrition on our gut health. I'm going to read you an extract from a book called Supercharge Your Brain by Professor James Goodwin. A really interesting book about how to maintain a healthy brain throughout your life. And one of the things that the book references a lot is the importance of diet on both brain health and overall health. So the book reads, food processing in a laudable attempt to avoid poor nutrition has made the nutrients in our food highly bioavailable to our small intestine, but in doing so has starved our gut microbiome, most of which is found in the large intestine. Processed food covers anything that has been modified to preserve its nutrient content and to add vitamins and minerals by means of any kind of preserving method. Often, uh, companies will add vegetable oil to food as this helps to preserve their shelf life. So when you get some food from the supermarket that's in packaging, often the packaging will read that it has some sort of vegetable oil involved uh, as a method of preserving it. Basically, most of the food that we buy and eat every day is processed from cornflakes to corned beef to curry. One of the blessings of food preservation is that it counters the often short half-life of nutrients in fresh foods, half-life being the length of time it takes for the amount in the blood to fall by half, many of which decay fairly quickly after harvesting in whole foods. But food processing often refines out content with low bioavailability, such as fibre. There's therefore very little food left for our gut bacteria once this type of food has passed through the small intestine. The outcome has been not only increased body weight and obesity, but a diminished gut microbiota. Put simply, high bioavailability means fat body and starved gut, whereas low bioavailability means thin body and healthy gut. We need to put our modern food paradigm into reverse, resume the ancient model, and thereby restore low bioavailability, and with it, our old bacterial friends. How can we do this? The principles of how to achieve a microbiome, sorry, the principles of how to achieve a microbe healthy diet are quite simple and easy to follow. The more different types of food we eat, the better. A higher variability of food means a higher diversity of gut microbes and in turn, lower levels of inflammation and a leaner body. A diverse microbiota produces more neurotransmitters and hormones, reduces pressure on the body's stress system and promotes the maintenance of stable conditions in the brain. The food we eat should be less processed and degraded whether in the factory or in the kitchen. It should have a slowly digestible natural matrix of fibre, sometimes called a prebiotic. Our Paleolithic ancestors ate about 100 grams of fibre per day compared to the 15 grams or so of fibre in a typical Western diet today. Fibre means fewer calories for the host, for us, a low bioavailability of nutrients, high levels of substrate for our gut microbes. 
This does not necessarily mean that the food should be raw, cooking by steaming or in a microwave preserves more nutrients than other methods. Consume natural foods which contain high populations of bacteria called probiotics help to maintain gut health. Eating raw fruit whole has been found to provide substantial benefits. An apple contains as many as 100 million bacteria and is hugely more diverse and cheaper than any probiotic supplement. Probiotic supplements are used to normalise gut microflora in people suffering from diseases such as irritable bowel syndrome and obesity, but the evidence for general health benefits, e.g. for the immune system, is equivocal. Not many studies to date have revealed such benefits in healthy individuals, and there is not much evidence that small volumes of supplemental probiotics colonise the gut. Though it is not unusual for suppliers of these products to make extravagant claims of this kind. A diet rich in plants, vegetables and fruits provides nutrients which are difficult to absorb in the small intestine, but pass through to feed the gut microbes. A good example are the substances called polyphenols. These molecules have very low bioavailability, only 1-5% to are absorbed in the small intestine, but our gut flora love them and break them down to produce phenolic acids, which are very important for brain function. Phenolic acids are neuroprotective, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant, scavenging harmful free radicals. So how to feed the the bugs in your gut. Firstly, follow the guiding principle. Low bioavailability equals thin body, healthy gut. Vary the food materials in your diet as widely as possible, including meat, fish, poultry, eggs, seafood, dairy, and especially botanical sources such as seeds, whole grain cereals, plants, vegetables, and fruits in order to maximise the diversity of your gut flora. Reduce the consumption of food that is processed, whether in the factory or in your kitchen, increasing the slow digestible fibrous content of the diet in order to provide maximum food for your gut flora. High fibre is a great guide to choosing low bioavailable foods. Avoid artificial sweeteners, which unbalance your gut flora. Consume natural sources of probiotic food with a large diversity of microbes, such as whole fruits, in order to support the diversity of your gut flora. Interestingly, beer is a yeast-laden beverage which is associated with a stable and healthy gut flora. Obviously, don't go crazy on the beers. Include foods in the diet which contain nutrients such as flavonoids and polyphenols found in tea, coffee, dark chocolate, spices, wine, soy, chicory, artichokes, red onions, spinach and red grapes in order to provide a critical mass of vital nutrients for the gut microflora. As a guide, eat more whole foods, brightly coloured fruits and seasonal vegetables all of which are rich in fibre and tend to have low bioavailability. We're going to leave it there for episode four. Thank you for joining and see you next time.